Matthew Gaeta on Bucket List Careers with me today. He was 21 when he founded Gaeta Sports Management in New York City, becoming one of the youngest certified agents in baseball's history. He was recruited to play for NYU as a catcher. His plans took a hit when he tore his elbow, but Matthew wasted no time regrouping to find his dream gig. Today, Matthew's the sole agent of over 80 pro baseball players, and the press is taking notice. Most recently, Cranes New York named him to their list of 20 in their 20s. He's probably most proud at this stage of his work, securing a five-year guaranteed $9.25 million contract extension for the ones undrafted, free agent Randy Dobnak of the Minnesota Twins, with potential for eight years at over $29 million, and that can max out at a little over $54 million. But enough stats to show success. Where does this kid get his moxie, right? How do you get taken seriously so soon in this competitive business? And in this episode, we also get to the heart of his philosophy for his relationships with his athletes and their loved ones. And that may well be what sets this rising star apart. I hope you enjoy it. Matthew, it's great to have you on the podcast. You are possibly the youngest bucket list career rock star guest I've had to date. <laughs> that is an honor. Thank you so much for having me. I love it. It just means you figured it out early. So we've been connected on social for a few years now. So I've been able to watch you blow up, right? I've watched your client roster grow. What are you up to? About 80 athletes now? Yes. The press is noticing you, accolades here and there. You know, the bottom line is you're killing it at a very young age in a very desirable dream job slash industry, right? So we want to unpack all of that. We want to talk about what lights you up. But let's go back to your NYU days. You were playing baseball for New York University, and unfortunately, you tore your elbow. So mm-hmm. why don't we take it from there? Yeah, so honestly, I played baseball competitively throughout the entirety of my life from elementary school, middle school, high school. It was my first love. I dabbled in, obviously, other sports, hockey, football, soccer, but baseball was really my passion and, and a sport that I felt that I could go far in. And yeah. at NYU, I was recruited to go there, Division three, and I was a catcher and blew out my elbow and never really regained the same form that I used to have to compete at an NCAA-type level and really yeah. wanted to stay within the game. And that's when the wheels started to turn of what can I do to stay in the game? Didn't want to go coaching route, but really it just... It was just one day in class and just started Googling how to become an agent. And that's how it really started. Your first dream was to be a professional player, but you wanted to stay with it. What gave you that thought of like, okay, how about I'm going to start my own agency? Because you actually founded it at such a young age. I think you told me 21. Yeah. So first of all, it's a very bold move. Thank you. Good for you. But what was it? Was there a pivotal moment where you said, okay, this is perfect for me? Did you watch Jerry Maguire that day? Like, what happened? (laughs) So ironically, (laughs) that semester at NYU, I was taking sports law. We did see Jerry Maguire in class, but honestly, (laughs) yeah, ironically. (laughs) But ultimately, no, I just always knew that I was always an individual that wanted to deviate from the norm. Mm. I grew up being told that I couldn't play college baseball. Why? Uh, 
just several factors of whether it be just physicality, not being six foot plus or big, mm-hmm. being told that I couldn't go to a high level institution for college because of certain testing grades. And I honestly always knew that my work ethic would supersede all of the the negative commentary and ultimately when the thought came to start my agency i loved it because i got the same blowback that i've gotten my whole life of you can't do this and you can't do that and that's really was my driving force was to just go down a route that would inspire a lot of people to go leap go the extra mile and go for what they want to in life, regardless of what others have to say. Totally. Adversity often creates such strength. Tell me why you thought striking out on your own was the way to go instead of just joining a big established agency. I wanted to be able to have not not control, but ultimately a say in how I operate with, with my clients. It's a very family-oriented agency. And growing up playing competitive sports, it's a very lonely, lonely game. Baseball, as I'm sure other sports are ultimately at the professional level, but even competing at a high level at high school and college, whether it's the teammates or coaches or trainers, you sort of feel that you're the only person that you can relate to. Hmm. And understanding that and having been through it and having those moments where You just say to yourself, does anybody really understand what I'm going through from a playing perspective on and off the field? I wanted to provide that for players more than just business, more than just saying dollar cents. This is where the organization views you. This is contractually where teams see you, endorsement dollars are, et cetera. I wanted to provide that personal touch that I feel maybe with a large agency, I wouldn't have been able to do because... It's just dollars and cents where I really do view them as people before players. Well, you did say to me when we talked earlier that the injury and then the pivoting part of it, that's not your why. For you, it goes deeper than that. It has actually to do with relationships. I do see you with family, like the client's family in a lot of your photos. And I don't know how standard that is for an agent. It's not. Is that what you're trying to do to set yourself apart? Is that like your trademark? What is it about Gata Sports Management that you're trying to make singular? Yeah, it's really about just establishing trust and comfortability. Ultimately, the parents of my players, their wives, girlfriends, cousins, brothers, sisters, they were all instrumental to their career way before I got in the picture. They helped guide them to where they're at now. Yeah. My selling point, and it's not really just a selling point, it's just a way of life is you're entrusting me with your career to negotiate your contract and ultimately giving me the keys to your life's work dream. I ultimately want the people who've been in your life, who have had a say in your life that are important to be able to be a part of that process if you let me. Yeah. And a majority of them are very receptive to it because ultimately when you think of an agent, you do think of Jerry Maguire, you think of Bob Sugar and and people who are just dollar cents, dollar cents. And that is that is obviously the goal is is to obviously be financially stable. Sure. But also to develop those relationships and and give them the trust factor that this is a person who's going to look out for my best interests. He cares about me and my family, not just a payday at the end of the day. 
Well, I'm giving you permission to flex here for a moment because I really want a good story. What are you most proud of? Or if you want to look at it a different way, what was your most rewarding moment with a client so far? Because again, you're 26 years old. So there's <laughs> a lot more of these moments to come, I'm sure. But to date. I've been blessed with a lot, a lot of moments from major league debuts to free agent signings. I would probably have to say one of my first clients that I ever had, Nick Anderson with the Tampa Bay Rays. He was voted first team all MLB last year as a reliever. I signed him when I was a senior at NYU. I skipped out on my midterm actually to go fly down to Florida to go sign him because I just knew he had the potential to be really great. And no yeah, he was an under the radar prospect. <laughs> he he honestly quit baseball. He was working as a carpenter. He was playing in a men's league and then he came back and then got into the Minnesota Twins minor league system, which is where I came across him. The first client that I ever signed actually recommended me to him. And I flew down, I signed him. And with Nick, we went from low A to high A to double A to triple A, all from the minor league levels together. And then ultimately last year, he pitched in the World Series, which in 2020, uh, with no fans in the stands, being able to go to the World Series and watch him be the reliever for a team after all that we went through as he was an unheralded prospect he was always an afterthought to come into his own and and be one of the most dominant relievers in baseball was probably the most rewarding moment no i can feel that so just shifting gears a little bit your office is in one world trade center yes uh on 9 11 20 years ago you lost your cousin yes who worked for canner fitzgerald you've shared with broadcasters recently, how that's shaped you and continues to motivate you. You working at One World Trade now is very deliberate. You wanted to do that. Tell us about it and how it relates to your client relationships. Yes, my cousin worked for Tanner Fitzgerald and he tragically passed on 9-11. And ultimately, in talking with his sister and his his father and, and hearing stories of him, he was a very driven individual who faced many obstacles throughout his life, but ultimately overcame them and was able to accomplish a tremendous amount throughout his young life, passed away at 30. He got his his JD, he passed the bar in New York and New Jersey, mm-hmm. back to back, one of the youngest in in his areas at, at Canner. And that honestly motivated me from a very young age to to want to live life to the fullest because we don't know, you know, tomorrow's not promised ultimately. And and how I carry on his legacy is every time a player of mine visits the office, I take them down to the pools where the 9-11 memorial is and I bring them to his name. And I ultimately tell them the story of, of who he was, how his obituary in the New York Times says nothing stood in his way, challenges were his thing. And ultimately tell my players that life is is short you have a short window to make your dream a reality at the professional level and to ultimately give your all because tomorrow is not promised and sort of just instill in them that motivation to just give everything 100 percent day in and day out because life is short the window of opportunity for uh, their baseball careers are short and that's how to live life through that perspective and you're living that I would say that's your philosophy. I mean, it seems that way. 
you're also enrolled at New York Law School right now. Yes. And so you're a sports agent by day. You're a law student by night. I mean, when I was hounding you for the prep materials and the articles and stuff, and you're like, well, I still have to get a workout in. I'm like, how does that guy get to the gym and do, <laughs> do everything he's doing, but you're doing it? So where are you in five years or 10 years, Matthew? Hopefully, I mean, I, to be truthfully honest, I didn't even envision GSM growing into the agency that it is today. I still envision five or 10 years from now working at GSM, just having my JD and being part in the state of New York and uh, making dreams become a reality and being there for guys. I really feel that the the niche that I have is from a mom and pop shop standpoint is very enticing for a lot of players to be able to be hands-on for them. And I still envision doing this 10, 20 years from now, staying in the World Trade Center. This is my story. This is my why. And that's that's where I see myself. I love that. And what's the most important piece of advice you would give to an aspiring baseball sports agent or anyone striking out on their own the way you did? I would say, and I tell this to my players too, no matter how hard or difficult life gets, always remember your why, your purpose, and your reason for doing what you do, because ultimately you're going to fail any juncture in life, whether it's professionally, relationships, school, anything, you're going to fail. And to get through those hard times, to get through those obstacles of, is this really something that I should be doing? Always go back to your why, yeah, your reason for doing what you do. Because if you have that and you're passionate about what you're doing, the failures and the obstacles really will be in the back window because you have such a strong reason for why you're doing what you're doing. And that can really get you through some tough times. Amen. I couldn't agree more. Well, this was good that we actually got this together. Thank you so much for taking the time. And where should we send people online? Where's the best place on social for people to follow you? Instagram or Twitter at GataSportsMGT. So you can follow there. Sounds good. I had a lot of fun. Thanks so much and be well. Thank you. Thank you so much for being with me for another episode of Bucket List Careers. Be sure to review any of the episodes that really spoke to you. And remember, I'm always looking for guest ideas. Email me at Krista at BucketListCareersPodcast.com or you can always DM me on social media at Bucket List Careers. Be well. An ironic media production. Visit us at ironicmedia.com.